0: Bab قَوْلِ Taala the words of Allah the Exalted, وَالْعَامِلِينَ عَلَيْهَا and those who work over it, meaning over collecting Zakat. Imam Bukhari says wa Muhasabatil Musaddiqina maal Imam and it is up to the Imam, or rather Muhasabatil Musaddiqin. Musaddiqin are the people who are sent to collect Sadaqa. Muhasaba is to hold them accountable. So holding the Zakat collectors. Accountable mar Imam with the Imam meaning the Imam holds them accountable because he sent them to collect zakat so he should check what they have done. What they collected, how they did the work, where they gave the zakat. It's the responsibility of the Imam. Now the Amelin Amilin Amil is a worker, someone who does amal, and it refers to the people that are employed by the Muslim leader to collect zakat and distribute it these are who officially employed people so for example if someone requests you that here is my zakat you're going to pakistan please give it to so and so all right are you an amil no you're not of the amileen aliha amileen are who officially employed so the imam should do muhasaba just like the Prophet ﷺ did, Ibn Bukhari brings a hadith. حدّثنا يوسف بن موسى حدّثنا أبو أسامة أخبرنا هشام بن عروة عن أبيه عن أبي حميد الساعيدي رضي الله عنه قاله said استعمل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم the Prophet appointed a man from the Asad, meaning the Asad tribe, to collect the zakat of Banu Sulaim. Yuda Ibnul Lutbiyeti That man was also called Ibnul Lutbiyah. Falam Maja'ah, so when he returned, meaning he went, collected the zakat from the Banu Sulaim and he distributed what happened? Hasabahu, the Prophet ﷺ checked it. He held him accountable. Basically in a longer version of the Hadith we learn that when this man returned, He handed over whatever zakat he had collected to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, this is the zakat and these are the gifts that I received. And the Prophet ﷺ was not happy with that at all. He said, why didn't he stay in his father's and mother's home to see whether he will be given these gifts or not? Meaning if he was at home, he would have never received these gifts. He received these gifts, why? Because he went to work to collect zakat. Right? Meaning he was on an official employment. So basically the Prophet ﷺ did not allow that he should accept that gift or he should keep that. He made it a point that he should hand over everything. So the workers should not accept gifts. They are like a khiana. They are like a treachery. In a hadith we learn that hadaya al umali gululun. That the gifts given to workers are what? Like a treachery or like a khiyana. Like cheating. It's like a bribe. Why? Because why should the zakat collector not accept gifts? Because the people might give him gifts in hopes that he would be lenient. Remember that when you are appointed to collect, receive, manage, and distribute funds, then this is a responsibility. And this comes with some rules. First of all, this is a responsibility that has a lot of virtue. The Prophet ﷺ said that the person who collects sadaqah, collects it, meaning on an official appointment in order to distribute it amongst the poor, then he is like the one who fights in the way of Allah until he returns home. Meaning the entire time that this person is out traveling, collecting zakat, then he is like who? In mujahid fi sabilillah Secondly, there is also a lot of reward for this. We read the hadith earlier that the faithful trustee who gives what he is commanded completely the person who is appointed to collect the money and he is just and fair with it he doesn't cheat in his intention he is also good then he is one of the mutasaddiqin meaning he gets the same reward right it's as if he is giving that sadaqa so for example you have been sent to collect money from different people A certain cause So you collect $100 from one place $200 from another place $300 from another And at the end You have let's say A thousand And then you Deliver it For that particular cause Then it's as if You gave a thousand Even though You were just appointed To collect To manage To distribute So there's a lot of reward For this also However There are also Etiquette related to this Meaning a person Must be honest In a hadith We learn that Whoever is appointed On a position of authority And he conceals even a needle Or something smaller than that Meaning he is appointed to collect the money But he conceals a needle Meaning when he comes to deposit it When he comes to give it over To the leader He conceals one needle Or something even smaller than that Then it would be a misappropriation of public funds And he will have to produce it On the day of judgment So every Penny, every cent counts. A person has to be very, very careful about this. There should be no khiyana in this. Prophet ﷺ sent Abu Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu to collect sadaqah and he said, Go Abu Mas'ud and I should not find you on the day of judgment carrying a camel of sadaqah on your back. Which rumbles, meaning makes noise. The one you have taken by unfaithful dealing in sadaqah. And the result of khiyyana is also very, very serious. In a hadith, we learned that once the Prophet ﷺ said, Woe to you, woe to you. And when he was asked about that, he said, That was so-and-so whom I had sent to collect zakat from the tribe of so-and-so, and he stole a shawl. And now he is clothed with something similar made of fire. So there is severe punishment for this. And we have to be very careful. Anything that is brought For public benefit, don't take it yourself, anything of it. You know, for example, sometimes there's a bake sale and you have been appointed to manage the food, the food items. So don't take any box out of that for yourself. Everything should be put forward for sale and then you come as a buyer and you take what you want. Don't take anything away from it before it is set up for sale. Because if you do that, even that would be khiyana. وألبانها Using the zakat camels and their milk for travelers. حدثنا مسدد, حدثنا يحيى عن شعبة, حدثنا قتادة عن أنس رضي الله عنه أن Min من اجتوى المدينة that some people from Uraina came to Medina, fara'khu Rasulullah and the Prophet salallahu allowed for them Ayatu ibla' that they should take the camels of sadaqa, meaning of zakat. Fayashrabum in Al and they should drink from its milkwaliha and its urine. Faqata lura'i, but they killed the shepherd, was and they took the camels away. Fa'arusala Rasulullah. So the Prophet sent some people after them, Fa'uti Yabihim, and they were caught and brought back. Fakatta Aidiahum wa arjulahum was A'yunahum and he punished them very severely, and this was that their hands and feet were cut from the opposite sides and their eyes were branded. And they were left in the wilderness. And أَبُوْ قِلَابَةَ وَحُمَيْدٌ وَسَابِتٌ So this punishment was given to them because this is what they did to the shepherd of the Prophet wasallam So this was Qisas. What they did to the shepherd was done to them. Now here we see that the urine and the milk of the camels was used. Why? As medicine. So remember that the urine of animals that are halal to eat is also It's clean and it can be used for its medical benefits and it is used till today even for diabetes actually today these days people actually use camel urine for this also you know people use it as fuel or camel dung or cow dung is used as fuel sometimes even construction material so it is all clean. So we see that qisas was taken, and Bukhari uh, brings this hadith over here to prove that the camels of zakat, their milk, their urine was used to serve who? Travelers, right? Or people that were visiting. So this is permissible. Bab imami imam. Wasm is to brand, like brand an animal, put a certain mark on it for the purpose of identification. And this mark is put by what? By heating through fire By hot metal So the imam does that to what? The ibil of sadaqah The camels of zakat How does he do it? With his own hand Meaning he brands them himself Now technically if you think about it Branding an animal is something painful Isn't it? But it is necessary to protect the animal For the identification of the animal If you put some color on it That color will go away because the hair can be replaced, correct? But if there is a mark on the skin, right, with a burn, then what happens is that that mark stays. So it is easy to identify. So there is a greater goal over here, which is why branding is permissible. But there are rules regarding branding also. Branding is not allowed on the face of the animal. In a hadith we learn the Prophet ﷺ forbade that animals be branded on their face. In another hadith, we learned that once the Prophet ﷺ passed by an animal which had been branded, and its nostrils were smoking, meaning smoke was coming out of the nostrils of the poor animal. And he said, Allah curses any person who does this. No one should mark the face or strike it. So the face is a noble part of the body, whether it is of a human or an animal. Okay, حدثنا إِبْرَاهِيمُ Ibrahim ibn al الْوَلِيدِ حَدَّثَنَا al-Walid, Haddathana Abu إِسْحَاقُ بْنُ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ بْنِ أَبِي Abdullah حَدَّثَنِي Abi بْنُ مَالِكٍ Anas الله عنه قَالَ غَدَوْتُ anhu, رَسُولِ اللَّهِ ila اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ sallallahu so wa said I went early to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa with Abdullah ibn Abi why so the Prophet would give him I found him, meaning the Prophet ﷺ, while in his hand was the misam. Misam is the tool, the branding iron. And what was he doing with that? Yasimu ibila Sadaqah. He was branding the camels of zakat. So basically the Prophet ﷺ was working with his own hands over here. He hadn't just given that work to someone else. He was doing this work himself. And this work is not easy. Because you're right next to the fire And you have to deal with the animals So the Prophet ﷺ was doing this work himself Now here Anas anhu says that he brought this baby So that the Prophet ﷺ would give him tahniq Who was this baby? Abdullah, the son of who? Abu Talha right? Abu Talha and Umm Sulaim. Remember I told you their story? How they got married? They had a baby And Abu Talha was gone Somewhere he was traveling when the baby died. And when he returned home, the baby was sick when he had left. So when he returned home, he asked him, Sulaim, how's the baby? And she said, he's okay. He's the best that he could ever be. So basically she didn't tell him that the baby had died. Gave him dinner. He slept well. In the morning, she informed him. And then what happened? She told him, and he was very sad about the death of his child. And the Prophet made dua for them. And then soon, This boy was born, Abdullah. He was in response to the dua of the Prophet ﷺ also. And when he was born in the night, Umm Sulaim didn't give the baby anything. First thing in the morning, the baby was taken to the Prophet ﷺ. And the Prophet ﷺ gave him tahniq. And he prayed for him. And Abdullah had... It is said that Abdullah ibn Abi Talha, he had nine sons... And all of them had memorized the Qur'an. And this was a big deal. Nine sons, all of them had memorized the Qur'an. Now, one thing is the Prophet wasallam did tahniq. What is tahniq? Tahniq is to basically give chewed date to who? To a newborn. Why? Because when you give something sweet to the newborn... Then the baby will suck on it immediately So he will learn how to suck And secondly, the first thing that will reach his stomach is what? Date Which is from what? A tree that is blessed That is very good Alright So tahniq is sunnah Alright The first thing that should be given to a baby is what? Chewed date Now some say That the purpose of tahniq is not to give the baby the date The purpose is the saliva of the person giving the tahniq, but that is only for the Prophet ﷺ, because it is only, you know, his body that was blessed. After him, no one's body is such that you derive barakah from it. So if today someone gives tahniq to a baby, anyone can give tahniq as long as they're healthy. What would be the purpose of tahniq that you're giving the baby? Date, something sweet. Alright, why? So he learns how to suck. And if you have to give tahniq anyway, you might as well ask someone who is very righteous, because they will say bismillah, they will make dua for the baby, and that will be good for the baby, inshallah. And remember that if the baby has had milk, then there is no more tahniq. Okay? Tahniq is what? The first food. So it's only once, tahniq is only once And it's the first food So there's no tahniq being given on the third day On the fifth day, on the seventh day Okay It's only when the baby is born So alhamdulillah With this we have completed the book of zakat The next is sadaqatul fitr Which is very short Inshallah we should be able to complete it Inshallah within one session Inshallah Alright, Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik, ashadu la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.